Seahawks Man to Man is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Seahawks ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Yeah, they should be talking about Russ as one of the best in the league. I don't know why they would not be. Um, his track record speaks for itself. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett, um, you know, I really thought he was a good player before I got here. And just seeing him up close in person has uh, totally even boosted, you know, my um, my thought process on him because I think that he's definitely one of the better receivers, period, no matter where you put him at. Welcome to the Seahawks Man to Man podcast, powered by The Athletic. Shout out to the company. My name is Michael Sean Dugar. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher Kidd. Make sure you follow us both up on the tweet machine. You can follow me at Mike Dugar. That is M-I-K-E-D-U-G-A-R. Chris, holla at him. What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Kidd. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at CKIDD206, and that's CKID206. What you just heard is backup quarterback for the Seahawks, Geno Smith, just talking about how special just Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett not only were Sunday in their win over the Buccaneers, 40-34 to in overtime, but just in general with their skill sets, man, like... We've been talking about Russ as like one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league, for what, like about a month? All season, give, pretty give, much. Give, yeah, it feels like most of, most of the season. And Tyler Lockett, he was like borderline, like, okay, is he elite? I would tweet that he's elite every big catch last year, but now it's like, okay, he had what, 10 touchdowns last year, perfect passer rating when targeted. Like, you're clearly elite. Uh, even if you don't think he's a top 10 route runner, you're wrong, but it's okay. Uh, you're going to die on that hill because, whoo. Tyler is special, uh, but like they were, they were the difference today, in a way that makes me think even against the worst passing defense in the league, I think the the Bucks are. That right now, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong here. Russ and Tyler are probably the best quarterback receiver tandem in the league. Yeah, right they're now? they are the best tandem right now. They have a connection that you don't see on Sundays. It's poetry. It's 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 really fun to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, think these guys. Who's, who else is in the, even in the discussion? We got Matt Ryan, Julio, Matt Ryan and Julio, yeah, Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. Jared Goff nowhere near as good as uh. We're not talking about. We're just talking about other duos. We're not talking about how good. We know they're number one, right? I think probably behind them, D Hop and Deshaun Watson's another guy, another duo. Russ and Tyler Lockett are number one. Period. Yeah, I think I think going forward, a healthy Drew Brees and Michael Thomas is. Probably the best, but right now we haven't seen that because you know Drew he, he missed six weeks. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, a healthy Patrick Mahomes and a Tyreek Hill is right there. But for now, because those dudes ain't you know Patrick's not healthy. You know Drew just got back. Uh, man, boy, that was the most special thing I think I've seen from them too. What did Tyler do? What did he do? Let me pull this up. Thirteen for one fifty-two, right? Thirteen catches, a hundred and fifty-two yards. Oh, and two touchdowns. Two. T- that's what's most important because that's what for me. If you want to say who had the better day, Tyler Lockett or Mike Evans, because Mike Evans had twelve for a buck eighty and a touch. Tyler had 
mm, how many fewer yards is that? 28 fewer 28, yards, yeah. and, but he has another touchdown, and his team won by a touchdown. So I'm going to go with Tyler on that one. And Okay, so Chris, how many – how many how many games are we in? We're in nine, right? We're nine weeks into the NFL season. All right, so Seahawks are seven and two, and the reason I really like that quote from uh from Geno Smith, we had a longer discussion today. Me and me and Geno, he's a great great guy to talk to, by the way. I don't talk to him often, you know, because he's the backup, but he's been around the league. He's a really insightful cat. Uh, anyway, is because it's gonna take Russ, Tyler, and DK. Shout out DK Metcalf today with a buck twenty three. The Bucks passing defense is bad. <laughs> Really, really, really bad. Uh, it's going to take Russ and Tyler being like this. Maybe not like five touchdowns for Russ, but it's going to take them being like this because, Chris, Jesus Christ, the Seahawks defense is bad. I've run out of excuses to give the defense, whether it be, oh, getting to the quarterback, oh, Shaq's playing well, but Trey Flowers is not doing his best. Oh, Bradley McDougal missed a few plays or tackles here. Oh, Tedrick Thompson missing tackles, but he's now on the IR. Uh, there's no, there's nothing else I can say. Nine weeks in, and they have yet to put pressure. The only sack today was from Bobby Wagner on a blitz coming right up the middle on what appears to be a blown assignment by the Bucks. No discredit to Bobby Wagner for getting in there making the play, but it's not as if he fought through anyone. He literally ran right up the middle. And there's Jameis. Yeah, I think Michael Kendricks is credited for a sack. I'm not. I don't care if he's credited for that sack. Jameis pulled a Jameis move, as we discussed on the previous episode, with Greg Almond. With Greg Almond. Shout out to the homie Greg, who called it. He was like, "Look, Jameis can be good. He can be cool. You know, no turnovers, looking great." And then he just relapsed. He's just like, "Man, you know, I'm itchy. Anybody else itchy? I ain't turned the ball over in a little bit. Let me just give it away." And what does he do? He well, just gives he just it away. Handed it to Rasheem Green, who got who when he fell, he looked like he got shot. Uh, by uh, like just like Mark Ricky Evans. from Boys in the Hood, <laughs> he was just uh, no like remember Ricky Boys in the Hood? Yes. And he gets shot and he goes there. I almost wanted to tweet the video. I just couldn't find it and didn't have time. But I wasn't the only one who thought that. Uh, by the way, some of the other guys in the locker room were like, yeah, we said the same thing. And they also wondering how he got caught uh, from behind. They expected him to score. Man, them big boys are running. They get tired quick. That's true. That's true. It's tough, but yeah, the defense. I think we've come to a conclusion. There's nothing else we can say. It's a bad defense, but you know what they have? They have the ultimate weapon. They have the nuke. They have Russell Wilson. Yeah, and that's, you know, I feel like there's all every year the Seahawks are expected to, like, make the playoffs or, like, beat in the hunt. Um, even, like, post-LOB, like, even, like, 2016, which still had the LOB, but 2017, which also had it for, like, a half a year, every year it feels like, at least national media is like, oh, the Seahawks, duh, they have Russell Wilson, and they kind of just move on. That's kind of their analysis, you know? Yes. Unless it's Colin Coward, and there's a rumor going around. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, it's just like, oh, yeah, the Seahawks got Russ. You know, they they should at least win nine games or whatever. I've said that, too. Okay, this year, it's like, that's kind of just all they got. Like, the rushing offense is, is good. I think it's like a top ten rushing offense, I believe. And I, when, I, when I quote stats and stuff like that, I usually go by, like, football outsiders more than, like, the raw numbers. So, because that adjusts for like the opponent, which is important, especially when you're talking about like which teams are actually elite. Like the Patriots were kind of overrated, I thought. I get home and then boom, they get got their butt whipped by the Ravens because yeah, so happens when you play in the AFC East. Uh, but yeah, just for future reference, when I say best in the league, top ranked, whatever, I'm usually using football outsider stuff. Uh, but yeah, the Seahawks passing offense. You know what this kind of reminds me of, Chris? It's not to the same extent, but it kind of reminds me of last year's Chiefs. Makes perfect sense. I mean, everything we're seeing with 
regards to the Chiefs' bad defense, but you know what they have? They have an MVP at that time in Patrick Mahomes, and he was making plays, and he had Tyreek Hill. He had Travis Kelsey. Guys were out there competing. And Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Who was killing it. Yeah. Like, really beasting. So, yeah, it's very similar. And I remember I was on Kansas City radio before their game last year, and the radio guys were just slamming the defense like, they can't tackle, the Russian defense is awful, and it kind of reminds me of what I'm seeing from the Seahawks right now because, like you said, we're running out of excuses, bro. Before it was like, okay, you know, it just got clowny. He knew, Ziggy, he knew. You know, <laughs> wait till we get Jay Reed back. Oh, Tedrick's bad. It's, it's like three okay. weeks since Jay Reed got back. <laughs> yeah, you're looking at three weeks with Jay Reed. Um, Clowney's played in every game, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Ziggy's played in enough. Enough. Yeah, yes. w- whatever the number is, he's played in enough. Uh, you know, you got your first round pick in LJ Collier out there. You know, Miss Quentin Jefferson the past couple weeks, that's, that's pretty big, but like not enough where they should look this bad. You know, Puna Ford's healthy. The linebackers are all healthy. Uh, Tedrick Thompson's gone. People who wanted him gone. I'm still, you know, a fan of T2, but he just randomly just has a bad shoulder that he's out for the year. That was weird. Seahawks uh, are going to get in some trouble for that. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> the bottom line is there's no more excuses. Well, at what point do you just put your head down and go after the quarterback? Screw everything else. Screw if you think they're running the ball. You just go after the quarterback. I have yet to see that from the Seahawks front four. And, and that's the other. So, like, I think it was Brandon Jackson and Javon Clowney were talking to me about, like, chemistry. I think I mentioned that on the show before. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like synchronized swimming. You know, you got airway has to be in sync. You don't want to. You want to know how the guy do next you to you win rushes. The game? Do you want to send a message? Screw the synchronized swimming. You get in there, make a play. You figure that other crap out later on film. There's no film for them right now. It's literally them getting stuffed at the line. Yeah. I no, mean, I'm with you. You don't see one guy through. You see all four guys just hand fighting at the line, and Jameis dropping back, searching, searching, find the target. Yeah, Jameis is comfy today. There's a reason why Mike Evans was having a game breaker throughout the whole game. They couldn't stop him. Then you have a blown coverage late in the game because guys don't know what's going on. Yeah, that was that was bad. I think I think everyone was playing man. No, you don't think. We watched it. That's a few true. Times. I think everyone was playing man, but Shaq. If you guys know, I think it's the uh, it's the catch right to basically to tie, tie the game. The game. Yeah. yeah, he gets down to like the the one, one or two, and then they punch it in right away to tie the game right in the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, I think everyone's playing man on that play, but Shaq. I don't know what communication. The yeah, I don't know whose job it is to communicate. Whatever. Probably Bobby. Hey, um, we're doing this break, and Shaq must have not heard it. And then you watch the play, and Shaq drops back immediately into cover three. And everybody's in man, and you're thinking, oh, well, Mike Evans is wide open over the middle for a quick slant. You can't have lapses to that magnitude. Against a Bucks team, sure. The Seahawks still found a way to win? Absolutely. But as I said last week, against these better teams, missing assignments to that magnitude against a Cooper Cup, against a Brandon Cooks, against a... Who else they got on the Rams? I'm forgetting. Robert it. Woods. Robert Woods. That's the other guy I was looking for. You can't have those mistakes. Well, We're going against the 49ers. Can't do the same thing. Well, yeah. That well, the other part is, yeah, they got the 49ers coming up. Uh, but it really, the the Chiefs comparison kind of feels more perfect too, because it's just like, yo, every level of the defense is is bad. Or like the the. Uh, the Chiefs had what? What was his name? The defensive tackle was nasty. Chris Jones. They had yes. him last year killing it. You know, they had some good players on the team. I think they had the Honey Badger last year too, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did actually have the They uh, had honey all these talented guys. and then they... Or was he on Houston? No, he was on Houston. Now they have the Honey Badger. Sounded good. Yeah, no, it did. I wanted to get, the, <laughs> get that right. Like, they had some, like, okay players on the squad, but now it's just like, like the Seahawks do. I think Shaq's a good player. 
He got roasted today. Uh, Shaq's a good player. I think Bradley Madugo is a good player. I think Marquise Blair is going to be, you know, a good player. I think all three linebackers are, are good players. And you know what? They're just not good. As a unit, they haven't figured it out. And I, and so uh, people have asked, and we'll get into it with the with the questions. It's just like, oh, it was, you know, is is the pass rush going to get better? Is Quandre Diggs going to change some things? Look, man, there's only so much better you get in week <laughs> nine or ten or whatever. You just don't like magically go from like the 25th and ranked and whatever to now to you're like top 10 yeah you just you just don't it's not the nba where you can get you know one good guy and everything changes there's 11 dudes out there it it really takes a team to figure things out and if you ain't got it by week five it probably isn't going to come to fruition as long yeah it can sit, if you have all the pieces like we mentioned they, they were missing jay reed you know ziggy slow lj whatever no people didn't like t2 it's okay they've played what Five games without T two? Yes. Wait, wait, uh, wait, let me get that right. Three. They played two and they play, okay, so six. Or three games without T two. Yeah, three games. They didn't look no different than the other games. They looked, <laughs> I swear, bro. I, 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 there's no more excuses. There's you can only get so much better. Like it, that's that's the good thing with the passing offense too. They're here. They're probably gonna stay up here. Like real high. The defense like come on, bro. Look at the people that got lit up by Jameis. Who I like, Jameis. Jameis is not good. He can throw for a lot of yards. Not good. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Didn't he get benched this week? Yeah, they're done. He did get benched for some, some rookie. The I don't rookie. even know his name. Who else did get lit up by? Matt Schaub, bro? Yeah. Come on, man. When you're getting lit up by this, if If one thing, I think I got lit up by Lamar Jackson. Teddy right? Bridgewater nasty. with two gloves. I don't think – Teddy didn't light him up. I'm like joking. That. Yeah, I just Teddy. wanted to say that. I thought it would be funny. Alvin Kamara lit him up. That's That's – that's who lit him up. Like, Lamar didn't light him up through the air, but it's just like... I, I hope Cam Newton plays when they face the Panthers. No, I want to see Kyle Allen. I want to see what see, he can do. He might go for 400, man. He really... I think anybody can go... We should have honestly been more concerned when Nick Mullins went for 400 last year. I think me and you talked about it, but we didn't talk about it enough in the grand scheme of things. Well, the good news is Jameis didn't go for 400. Did he? Oh, what did he go for? 330-something? 335. Yeah, 330. That's a good day. It's a great day for him. <laughs> that's that's too many yards, man. That's just that's bad. I mean, you saw it in the first drive, I, and when they scored the first time, I said, "Yeah, it's gonna be one of those games where they go down early, but then they find a way to win, and that's what they ended up doing." Seahawks are good for doing that against bad teams for whatever reason. They love starting slow, and they love fighting. They back. started fast today on offense. Scored in the first drive. I'm talking about their defense, though. They started well, fast against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Shut out in the first half. Here's a, well, the Falcons are bad. <laughs> That's that, to my point, their defense stinks against these bad teams, man. Like the, I don't think there's any been any year where it's been just very clear. Like, yo, what if if Russ is not Superman, they're going to lose to a competent team. To a bad team, it doesn't. It may not matter. The Bucks are a bad team, and, and they it, said heroes don't wear capes. Oh boy. Uh yeah no like <laughs> Russ needs to be super, which is problematic but thankfully he has a good supporting cast like we said Tyler Tyler's probably he's looking at one of those years where he's like oh is Tyler one of the best receivers in the league when it comes to NFL top one hundred he better be top fifty it's well I mean if you're one of the best receivers in the league you should be higher than that that's why I said he better be because what D Hop was what top five. Antonio I can't Brown. I can't remember there, there's, I don't remember but there's better receivers but like. Remember, because we do the receiver tiers, and, you know, like, let's see. Mike Evans is probably always in, like, tier two for me. Tyler's getting up there, man, because it's just like he don't look the part as everyone else that's in those tiers. But he's doing the part. 
I mean, I, I can't ask him to do anything more than that. He makes contested catches. I mean, maybe he could do, like, jump balls, but why would you throw those to him? You know, that's just stupid. He's you right. To, KYP, you know your personnel, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, he can outrun anybody. He can make contested catches. He can do short stuff. He can do he could do long stuff. He can beat man. He can beat zone. It just it really doesn't matter. Hell, he'll run the ball if you, if you need him to. One of these games, he's going to throw a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Wow, that's a hot take. You should have saved it. Uh, no, nah, he, they drew up a trick play for him to throw it last year. He just didn't. I uh, can't remember what game it was. Uh, but, like, thankfully, he's nasty. DK looks like he's going to battle Josh Jacobs for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you remember the discussion we had about DK saying as the year progresses, he's only going to get better? This was his flash today where we were absolutely right about DK. He's getting better right in front of our eyes. Yeah, he's on pace for a monster year. Him, I think him, Offensive Rookie of the Year, and the last thing before we get into the questions, Offensive Rookie of the Year is probably looking like what? Gardner Minshew, go Cougs. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs in Oakland, who went crazy today. Uh, yeah, I think buck sixty. Uh, yeah, nah, he ran all through Detroit. Jesus Christ. Um, and then probably yeah, DK. If we're missing somebody, let us know. What about but I, DJ Chark for oh the Jags. I don't yeah. think his his he's fallen off in the last few weeks. Okay. I mean, I know DK's, he's had a good. No, you're right. He's been. Is he a rookie? Shoot, I ain't never heard of him till this year, Mike. That don't mean he's a rookie. You ever heard of Jacob Hollister? Yes. Before this year? Yes. For real? I'm messing with you, man. Oh, <laughs> See, damn, bro. You got the Patriots depth chart just committed to memory? I don't know if Chark's a rookie. Yeah, uh, look look that up uh, real quick. But, no, I think those guys are probably the, the, the front runners there. Second year. Second year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, he was drafted last year. He was. I didn't think he was a rookie. Second round, round two, pick 61. So, he's. Right around where DK was picked. I think yeah. he's round two, 64. Uh, so, yeah, DK is balling. It doesn't look like whoever matters, whoever they put at tight end will ball. Uh, getting Ed Dixon back. Just got Josh Gordon. We didn't even mention him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, news so, broke on that. So basically, what we learned about the Seahawks through nine games, they're the Chiefs in 2018. That's great. Just, yeah, that is great. No, that's great. That's great. That means they'll go to the NFC title game and lose to the Rams. <laughs> or no, who they 49ers. lose to? 49ers. Oh, next week is going to be fun. Yeah, that's going to be. Next week is showdown. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Before we get to some questions, we got to pay bills. When it comes to erectile dysfunction, talking about it is not easy. Sometimes we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses such as, man, what a day at work. Sorry, honey, I'm not feeling it. But with Roman, it's all easy. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's that easy and it's totally safe and discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to Roman, just go to getroman.com slash hawks to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash hawks for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash hawks. Twitter question time. Mike, are you ready, man? Oh, yeah. You know it's my favorite part of the show, man. Come on, let's get it going. I feel like, how many questions we got? A million? A lot. Yeah. This is a good, oh, did we get two more? Jesus. Yeah, let's see these notifications. Oh yeah, we got we got one more. This is from Always Jason at Always Jason YT. What is the most frustrating thing about the Seahawks? Pick one to two things. Um, that's a good question. I think, I think the, mm, it's the pass rush. I was gonna try to get fancy with it, but it's the pass rush, man. You got too much talent. Like on third downs, they're putting out there Jay Reed, Clowney. Um, Ezekiel Ansa and like Rasheem Green or like Brandon Jackson and just getting nothing. 
Then they're like blitzing Michael Kendrick, sending Bobby, and barely getting anything. Like that's you shouldn't have that much talent, like guys who have been productive previously, and then just get nothing. They're not getting anything. That that's easily it. That's number one. I don't. I can't even think of nothing else. That's I, it. I think that's the most important. Yeah, like people. You know, go to the next question. I feel like I'm gonna get into another one of my answers in the next question. Next up, we have at Seahawks Crazy. Two-part question. First part, is Afedi actually playing good, or are the officials just not calling penalties on him as much? Okay, here's what we're not going to do, Chris. We're not going to slander Jermaine Afedi today. That boy did nothing wrong today. Did he get a penalty today? No, he did not get a penalty today. No, okay. Did he Did he give up a sack today? He did not give up a sack today. All right, then we're going to leave Jermaine Afedi alone. That boy did nothing wrong today. Part two, team never kick. Had a hell of a day today. Should they have gone for it? In regulation, or was playing for overtime to plan all along? You should always be trying to score touchdowns. Always. You should definitely be trying to score touchdowns if your kicker stinks. <laughs> I, bro, I don't know what you guys felt watching today, but I was very confident that Jason Myers was going to miss that kick at the end of the regulation. I just felt it. I just felt it. I was like, why would Pete? I think I tweeted it, too. Like, if you don't believe me, go look at my timeline. I'm pretty sure I said, score a touchdown. During that drive, you know why? Because I knew he was gonna miss, no matter what distance it was from. I could just tell, just the way it was going. He had already missed a PAT. He had already missed a field goal. I was like, I, he, he, it's just not his day. Even though he had made a couple kicks, I was just like, no. I know it's easier said than done, and you can risk throwing an interception or a sack or fumble, whatever. If you got a bad quarterback and a bad passing offense, I feel you. If you got Russell. Go for it, man. So yes, they were playing for OT or excuse me, they were playing for the field goal because a field goal would have won the game. I understand. When you got Russ, damn all that. When your kicker has been missing, damn all that. That was Pete's fault. I blame Pete. Even though you should also never kick. Speaking of kicking, we do have a few questions regarding kickers. We have JRB at JR Batman twenty three. Oh, he asks questions a lot. Appreciate the love. Marty CO at Gnarly Rad Dad. Another regular. Another regular. And the last one, I'm sure we probably have a few more, but we'll just do, start with these two. Can you explain the locker room atmosphere around Myers? Also, maybe never kick should be a thing. And then also, can Myers bounce back? Jason can definitely bounce back because kicking from year to year is not very consistent, like in terms of accuracy. And then, like, kicking from game to game doesn't necessarily have to be either. Like, he could go four for four against the Niners next week. You know, like, he, he just could. He He can make kicks. I just don't think you should kick. Uh, and yes, never kick was very strong. And it should for sure uh, be a thing, man. But the problem is, like, I want to I wanna suggest, like, the Seahawks to go, like, try out other kickers or whatever. But, Chris, ain't nothing out there right now. Like, if you're an unemployed kicker in November, you probably suck. <laughs> for <laughs> real. It lightly. You know, like, that. that's just what it is. And they paid Jason Myers $15 million over a four-year deal. So he he's who they got. In terms of the atmosphere, I mean, Guys aren't going to blame the kicker, man, at least not publicly. You know, I, I mean, even like when Minnesota lost on that Blair Walsh kick to the Seahawks in 2015. Had chances to win the game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they always like if the game doesn't come down to that one play, and then they're probably in their group chat like, hey, he sucks, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, they're not wrong. Uh, so, yeah, there's nothing they can really do except, you know, never kick. I wonder if the Seahawks players were shocked when they ended up get, bringing him to the team after he missed. Uh, yeah, for sure. They're thinking, we want to sign this guy? There's nothing else out there. And All it's right. really not. I mean, finding good kickers is hard, which is why you just shouldn't do it. Just don't do it. Never kick. Brandon Eckrich at Brandon Eckrich. 
Why doesn't Seattle do this more often? <laughs> Laugh out loud. But really, is the defense fixable? Does Diggs fit in the slot? Okay, so is the defense fixable? Probably not, Chris. We just talked about that. It's probably not. So here's the thing. You got to define fixable. What does that even mean? Like right now, it is by definition good enough to win you games, I guess? Because they're not... I'm trying to think if they lost... Do you feel like they lost either of those two games because of the defense? What do you think? Did they lose to the Ravens because of the defense? Yes. I uh, know. Dang, that's a tough one. Yeah, see, I don't know. Like, did they lose to the Saints because of the defense? Or did they lose because, what, did they, they gave up a punt return touchdown, right? And they gave the bigger, up a... If we, instead of looking at it that way, we should say the defense isn't helping at all. The offense has been pretty much stellar throughout the whole season outside of two losses. If you want to be nit gritty, not nit gritty. If you want to be, if you want to be nitpick at things, the defense has been bad. If it's not for Russ, this team would be zero and nine. Let's be very serious here. Russ is that good. Period. Okay. I get, if we don't I, I get have, it. if there's if there's Geno Smith back there, I don't know if the Seahawks have any wins right now. Ooh, that's a good question. You know, I'm not I'm not sure either. I will I will say this: Is it can it get better? Yes. Is it fixable? I'm not sure what fixable means. Is it like just average, maybe. It's not too far from average now, depending on what metrics you want to use. And on digs, here's the thing, and this is what I wanted to mention earlier. I knew I'd get to it somehow. Will digs matter? Maybe, right? But unless you're getting like the Richard Sherman version of a slot corner, it won't matter that much, man. Because whether you're in base, this is a really weird discussion uh, going on with like the base defense versus the nickel. Like I don't know how we got all these defensive coordinators now who are just experts here. I don't look at this team, Chris, and think, man, you know what they need? More DBs on the field. Because That's why the trade shocked me, for one, but it is what it is. Well, he's a good player, but it's just like... He's not even healthy. Uh, well, that's a problem. <laughs> um, but he was playing through injury in Detroit, whatever. But aside from that, like even if Quandre is really good, right, and they play more nickel, it, that, it doesn't seem just like play more nickel fixes things there's still no pass rush right you know <laughs> and it's just like still not an elite secondary you know like maybe yeah. they'll give up a little few fewer yards sure, got michael bennett uh ah, maybe he maybe. might help. he might get more pressure than what we're seeing right now yeah that's true that's true <laughs> but it's just, yeah for me it's just like even if he is good you know how much better is he than michael kendrick's right now and I just don't think I don't think if you're playing if you're playing seven DBs or no DBs, well, I think the defense is just bad. That I think that's just what it is. That so for me, I'm not sure where I fall on like the oh play more base, oh play more slot, oh play more you know dime. I really don't even think it matters. I think right now, as constituted, the personnel is not there for the defense to be elite. Now, does it have to be? No, not really. Uh, but I think that. Because the secondary is like kind of below average, uh, having a bad pass rush is just not helping. They need to work together to be like average. Secondary needs to be like average, and then the pass rush needs to be average. Because if you have an average defense with an elite passing offense, you probably can win the Super Bowl. You can. But right now, what they have, no, 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 no. You can't ask Russ to throw for five touchdowns to beat the Bucks. Like, that's just not going to happen. That's not going to work against Carolina. That's not going to work against Minnesota. That's not going to work against... Uh, San Francisco. That's not going to work against the Rams. It's just not. Next up, we have at first Stephen Collins. What's up, Mr. Collins? Appreciate the love. He has two-part question. First one, kind of already answered. What's the path to improving the defense? It might be too late. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> know. What's the second part of that? Is this start by Russ the best nine game start by QB in NFL history? Um, you know, we need like an athletic stats and info department so I can answer that like accurately because I think what twenty two passing touchdowns and one interception and one interception. Yeah, I mean probably I would guess that Peyton Manning in twenty thirteen was something similar and Tom Brady in two thousand seven was probably something similar. Um, what else we got? Patrick Who else? Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes just last year close. was. Pro- I don't. I'd have to go look. I mean, probably, probably. I mean, Russ is just on fire right now, man. The way he's protecting the ball. Twenty-two touchdowns and one pick, bro. One pick. No fumbles lost. Three rushing touchdowns. So it's twenty-five touchdowns, one turnover. That's disgusting. Yeah. No, that's it's hard to beat that. Uh, you know what? Probably no, no, because Russ is just. Damn good. I'm just gonna go with no. That's yeah. if you're a Chiefs fan, fight me. I don't know. <laughs> I have to. I'd have to go look. Uh, yeah, that's this is what he's doing right now is ridiculous. Next up, Sam at Sammy C five two one. What is up, Sam? Appreciate the love. Why do the Seahawks always play to their opponent's level? Uh, well, you you got to play who's in front of you. Uh, I guess. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that's problematic. Unless you're only playing down. And I wrote about this, too, uh, last week after they beat the Falcons. If you play down to your opponent, I mean, whatever. It happens. You know, you've been game planning for them all week. You know, you match whatever they're bringing. I get it. If you play up, too, then you're fine. Yeah. That's where the problem was for me. If you play down to your opponent, it's natural. You know, it's natural to underestimate the Steelers once Mason Rudolph comes in. It's natural to underestimate the Falcons when they don't have Matt Ryan. It's natural to underestimate the two and five bucks when they have a turnover prone quarterback. It's natural to underestimate like Andy Dalton who probably stinks. You know, those things are natural. They're human. You shouldn't do them, but I can understand if they they do happen. If you play up though, like if they play the Niners and you're like, yo, they're perfect, they're undefeated, we need to play our best football. Point blank period. And they do that, it's good. Then you're fine, uh, but they haven't proven they could do that. So why do they always play down? I don't know. Human error, uh, I guess, or maybe it's being human. Maybe teams just love competing hard against the Seahawks. Could that be a thing? Um, I think that's definitely a thing because of just the the names. Because they have respect. Tyler gets respect. Corners know. Okay, we gotta we gotta watch out for sixteen. Every defense in the league knows that Russell Wilson is the best or top tier. So. There's that element too, you know. Every defense re- or every offense respects Bobby, right? Like that's just what it is. And every def- every offense probably respects Clowney. That's what it is too. Uh, like I, I think that's just who the Seahawks are at this point. But if you're playing up to your opponent too, then it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to play down to Jimmy G's level because you know I don't know if he's that good. He's really handsome. I don't know if he's any good. Uh, but if you got to play up to the Niners and you can do it, yeah. If you don't, Richard Sherman's going to let you hear about it. So there's that. Next up, Felix Poser at PoserMan23. Appreciate you guys. Love the pod. We thank you and appreciate the love back. My question, what do we make of the recent performance of Mr. Myers, and what should Pete and John do about it? Man, it's it's tricky. I, I mentioned there's not really any good guys out here. Uh, and for agency, there's some names. You guys don't want to hear them. They're not good. Like Matt Bryant's out there. He just got cut for missing. You're, Robert Robert Aguayo, remember him? He used to kick for oh, the Bucks. He was on HBO Hard Knocks, just getting 
Oh, I feel bad. For uh, there's another dude out there. He used to kick for the Cardinals. He's got a weird name. It's like Constanzano. Or, Const- you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That Const- he's Castano. Const- I think it's close enough. Something Italian sounding. Yeah, that yes. that dude. No, don't sign him. I don't know, man. It's just stick with what you got. So here's here's the other problem too. When you bring in some kickers and you don't, you want to kind of believe. It's, remember when I was talking about Chris Carson and the fumbling? Yes. It's very similar. It's similar in that like you want your guy to know you believe in him. Because when Chris Carson runs the ball, you want Chris to focus on running the ball. You don't want Chris to focus on not fumbling the ball. Because what's he going to do? Fumble it. Same thing with Jason Myers. You want Jason Myers to go out there and believe that he's going to make the kick. You don't want Jason Myers going out there trying to not miss the kick. That's very different mentally. So you've got to have his back. You've got to publicly support him. But at the same time, if he misses, you got to fire him. So it's it's like, it's a weird balance. Should you bring in some kickers at the very least? Just like, let him know like, hey man, this is a problem. But then does he get in his own head if you do that? You know, it's a weird balance. I'm not really sure how to go about that. I'm leaning towards, you know, feeling it out. This is when you got to know your personnel. If you know that Jason will be motivated in the right way by doing that, by bringing in a kicker, then do it. But if you feel like Jason will tuck his tail at the first sign of competition... Uh, which I don't think he would. Cause I think he was up for the sea bass challenge. Uh, if you don't feel like he'll tuck, it, if you feel like he'll tuck his tail, then don't bring anyone in. Back him up and ride with him. Plus, you give him a four-year deal, so uh, he's what you got. All right. Next up, Genesis Rift is Tyler better than Doug, and can DK's potential surpass both of them? Appreciate the question, man. Thanks for the love. Okay, this is a really tough question. Is Tyler Lockett better than Doug? Okay, no. I'm going to say no. However, I think his ceiling is higher than Doug's. Because I think he came in with just more natural talent. Which is why he was drafted. And Doug was not. And Tyler was drafted really high. And I think a lot of it's just natural for Tyler. His dad was an NFL receiver. His uncle was like a borderline NFL receiver. They both set records in college. Tyler broke all of those records. Or at least most of them. It's just natural. He runs in his family to be an elite. Or not elite. Just be a an NFL receiver. It is quite literally in his blood. So there's that part. He's probably, he's faster than Doug. He's not as good probably at the line, but like still probably one of the best. I think he's also a top 10 route runner. Chris. Yes. Looking at you. It's okay. Top 10. I can't believe. Oh my goodness. You really don't think Tyler is a top 10 route runner at this point? We, what's going to change? Him going for 1300 yards in a season and going for a hundred catches in like 10 touchdowns which is on pace for that are better than him yeah oh boy okay tripping 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 um so no his ceiling is higher but i don't know if he's like better because remember doug lit the league on fire up before too i mean let's not act like doug didn't have like three straight thousand yard seasons and tie for the league leading touchdowns uh i think that was in 2015 doug was cold man peak doug at his very best was cold 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 cat uh what was the other part oh dk um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what DK's ceiling is. What do you think it is? Is it like Julio? That seems way too high. Because no. Julio is just a freak, man. That's no, it. I wouldn't say Julio. I think Tyler and Doug were a bit more sure-handed early on. They never had like the drop thing, I don't think, is an issue. I don't know. That's a good question. I want to say no. I think Tyler's got the higher ceiling, I think. We'll see. It's close, man, because DK's so big. Like, what if he becomes, like, a jump ball threat? What was that other dude from the Saints before the, before the number one was Michael Thomas? We're talking about uh, Colt. Marcus uh, Colston? Colston. He was That's really another. good. 
He's slow as hell, though. You want to talk about great raw running? That dude was a technician. Uh, he could not sprint by nobody. I think his ceiling is Julio. Jesus, that is hot. Yeah, bro, he's fast. He's very fast. And he's big. Well, Kevin wants to know, at Kev Clutter, your boy, Kev Clutter 2, should Russell Wilson just kick field goals too? Uh, no. Although he'd probably be just as good at it as Jason Myers. Uh, the the solution to never kick is not kicking with someone else. It's just don't kick. You know what they should have Russ do? Go for two more often. For real. Work on your two-point plays in practice and go for them more. Next up, we have Craver of Conkeys at NKD96. You already answered his first part, but he's also aboard of the Never Kick Train. Let's go, let's go, let's go. If Gordon plays well, where do you rank the receiving corps of Lockett, Metcalf, and Gordon? Um, That's probably the best trio in the league, right? The Falcons had a good trio. The Rams have a good trio, although I don't know what's going on with like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. I feel like they're underperforming this year. Um, Who else has a good trio? I feel like no one really has a good trio. They have, like, duos, like, in Minnesota. Um, I mean, obviously, the Bucks duo is... If the, ten- if the Tennessee... If the Texans could stay healthy, Hopkins, Fuller... And, and Stills? That could be... That would be nice, too. They are... That's talented, but they can't stay healthy, so that's out the window. Um, Let's see. Keenan Allen and the dude? No, that's not it. No, yeah, I can't, I can't think. No, it would be the best trio in the league. Okay. It would, if Josh Gordon can stay sober. All right. I hope he does. <laughs> Thomas, Lil Taco 21. Oh, that's another regular. Another regular. Appreciate the love. Why does this team hate those among us with heart conditions and high blood pressure? <laughs> Additional. <laughs> I'm graduating from WSU in the spring and need one more class to fill out my schedule. What was an easy, fun class you guys took that you would recommend? Go Kooks. Uh, we didn't lose this week. Thank God. Um... Let's see. Easy class from Wazoo. Dirty 230. It's the sex class. Take that. I got an A in that. There you go. It was Dirty great. 230. It was great. You don't just talk about sex every day. But it's the only textbook I read cover to cover in college. So it's called Psych. What is it? Psych 230? Yeah, it's Psych 230. Go take that. Uh, let's see. What was the other part of that question? Oh, why don't they care about people with uh, heart conditions? I mean, they don't want to necessarily play this way. But also, they're just not as nervous as everyone else. Like, when, everyone, when you guys are all panicking and stuff, the Seahawks are down there fine. They don't panic because they have, they have Russell. Like, for real. They Say really the least. never panic. Like, the guys in the huddle, when the game's on the line, it just Russell's in there like, okay, cool. Like, this is the play. Uh, this is what we're going to do. And then that's it. Like, no one, like, is ever really worried because they have number three in the huddle. So, I mean, they, they do care about you guys, but... Like they really, I've mentioned this to some guys too a couple times. Like, hey man, you guys know you're giving the fans heart attacks, and they're always replying like, man, the fans need to be, you know, don't trip, we got this. Uh, I'm like, hey man, I don't know if you realize it, but it looks shaky sometimes. Uh, but they say they don't, they, you know, they don't, they don't get nervous. So just believe in Russ. All I right. guess at the end of the day. Next up, we have Travis Barton at High Speed Homer. Any possibility? Of a change at D coordinator this year. It seems that there is always space for opposing receivers to run free in the middle of the field. Hashtag bring back Quinn. Okay, you know, I wouldn't make a midseason change because, uh, no, that that's that's too difficult. You, you want everyone to know the system. You want all the language and everything to be, like, sound. You want everyone to be on the same page so you don't get plays like the one where it looks like Shaq's the only one playing uh, zone when everybody else playing man. Uh, but, I mean, maybe in the offseason, you could, I guess. I mean, that'd be what? Back-to-back seasons where the defense isn't good? 
Yeah. Was it good last year? It was like it was average. Mid. It was like average last year. Uh, you could could bring back Dan Quinn. I, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to it. <sighs> yeah, because I don't know how much better the personnel can get. I yeah. really don't. Well, okay, it could. I guess you do something big like, I don't know. Not much you can do right now. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think in the offseason. Because you don't want to overpay for anybody. I mean, you could lock up Clowney, but hell, you got Clowney now. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to give Norton to the end of the year, and then we can revisit that. All right. Next up, Ryan Turner at Turns44. What's up, Ryan? I got to get my questions in early. I missed the deadline last week by a second. How many times during the game did you catch yourselves being fans and not necessarily working? Keep killing it. Appreciate the love, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Ryan, he is a regular. We're going to make sure we got you in the show this week. Um, I'm not going to lie, Chris. I'm a fan every week. Not just necessarily of the team, just of, like, the moment and the players, man. Like, when you get to know these guys, you're just kind of rooting for uh, – you're rooting for every all the good guys on the team. You know, like I think Tyler's a good kid. I think it's really funny that he wears a hat that says daddy on it every day. Uh, <laughs> he ain't got no damn kids. He's also a virgin. He can't even make kids. That's just, I don't know. Uh, he put that out there. I'm not breaking any news, I, I hope. Um, anyway, uh, I think that's funny. But, yeah, I, I like rooting for these guys, man. I'm a big fan of Julio. You know, I'm a big fan of Juju Smith. I actually really like Juju. Like, if you go read up on Juju Smith, man, that's a good cat. Uh, so, that's every every week. I'm excited to see, like, all these elite players. I'm excited for all that. And also, I just want a good game. Like, we just answered the question about, like, heart conditions and stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's stressful for y'all, but, like, that makes for good stories. Yes. So, you know, I'm you know I'm all about business. You know, there shout you out to the company. So, yeah, every week I'm a, I'm a fan. Paul Martin. What's up, man? I haven't heard from you in a minute. Yeah, it's another regular, too, man. At P. Martin, K to Texas. Is Wagner healthy? Lots of tackles this year, but few explosive plays. Uh, yeah, no, Bobby's fine. I think he's having a really good year, too. I think there's only, like, two middle linebackers playing better. Probably, uh, what's his name over in Minnesota? Can't remember his name right now. Uh, Kendricks. And then, uh, who's the other cat? Oh, man, this is going to bug. Oh, Keekly. Keekly. Luke. Yeah. I mean, Bobby's fine. He's probably not at an all-pro pace, but, I mean, this, he can't be all-pro every year, right? But even then, Bobby's got two sacks. I think he's their leading tackler again. Uh, no, I think Bobby's playing playing just fine. I think he's been okay in coverage. Yeah, I think he's fine. All right. Does this game finally prove the Seahawks can keep up with any offense despite their defense performance? Um, No. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. They play the 49ers. Uh, well, can they keep up with any offense? I guess the Bucks' offense is good. Is it? Seahawks' defense is bad. Yeah, that's true. Today was a weird game because, like, the Bucks defense is bad. The Seahawks defense is bad. This, but the Bucks run defense is really good. They will get a, a good test against the 49ers. Yeah. They I, have a good run game, and they're doing decent in the past. Game. Well, I think the answer to this game is, like, the number two passing offense uh, by, like, DVOA. So I think they were already really, really good throwing the ball. They'll always be really good throwing the ball. They have Russ. And Russ we trust, baby. Yeah. Let me get a, me get a shirt that says that. Next up, we got Todd Cleveland at Todd Cleveland. With as much talent as the Seahawks have on their D-line, how are they so bad at getting pressure on the quarterback? That's like Clowney and Ansa keep using the excuse that it takes time to gel. Is there any way they get better, or will Noten need to be more aggressive? Uh, I think being more aggressive is like uh, an option. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, f I feel like there's nothing they could do. Either you're good or you're not. 
in week nine, like we mentioned earlier, man. Either you're good or you're not. They're just not good. I think Clowney's going to turn. Clowney's actually been making some good plays. Like, Clowney, you can tell, like, he's got tackles for loss. Uh, he's got some decent pressure numbers. Uh, he's got the pick six, obviously. Uh, you know, he got in the backfield today and just wrecked a couple guys. So, I mean, I got faith in that. But at this point, like I said, man, this defense is not good. And that's okay. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> but Choose it's the words wisely. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, nobody likes defense anyway, right? Like, everyone just loved that game last year where it was, like, the Rams Chiefs just throwing for 100 yards every play. So, I mean, if that's what you like, if you like offense, an offensive-driven league, there you go. Seahawks are going to have offense, like, every week. So, buckle up. Well, we want to thank you guys for buckling up and enjoying the ride. This has been another episode of Seahawks Man to Man. We want to thank every single one of you for asking questions. We appreciate the love and support. Be sure to rate, review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. We are there. Mike, you got a hot take for us before we shake, man? I think DK probably on, on pace to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's pretty hot because he has to continue doing what he's do- been doing today for the rest I, of the season. Yeah. And I think it could be challenging, but it can't. Oh, it's going to be. They're not going to gonna play past defenses that are way better. But it can be done. That's a great hot take. Yeah. All if right. Gardner Minshew loses his job, then it would definitely be easier because then it would just be him and Josh Jacobs. Yep. Oh, wait, and Kyler. Kyler Murray. Yeah, no, he's good. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all later this week. Mike, anything you want to add? Any stories you want to plug? I know you got some heat coming out soon. Uh, Yeah, I got the all-decade team coming out here pretty soon. I got the top 10 most important Seahawks of the decade coming soon. I don't know when those things are dropping, but I've turned them both in. Hot take, Earl's number one? Uh, you can't say anything. That's just my hot take. No, Earl Earl's not number one. He's number one in my heart, but he's not number one on the list. <laughs> Actually, no, Sherm is number one in my heart, and then Earl is number two. Okay. Dread Brothers. Oh, I'm going to shed a tear. No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's been another episode, man. We'll catch y'all later. We out. Oh, you make my heart come down. Always tripping when you come around. Still have to cut you out. Time to your bag and the time.